fun fact about me, because Claire's a coward and doesn't want to do fun facts anymore. <laughs> it's true. I don't, I don't like doing them. You are a coward. So fun fact about me. I, um, oh, you're a comedian. I went to, um, I have got a very important meeting on the weekend with a fancy person and I walked to the lift uh, the other day at work and I thought I saw her and I said to her, hello and she said hi um you look great and I said thanks and it's so good to see you I will see you on the weekend and then she smiled very wildly and looked so confused and her lips were covered in lipstick and she said see you on the weekend and I realized that this lipstick covered woman was no one that I knew but she was just being kind to me she's like see you on the weekend lady Oh God. oh God! But I mean, maybe you will. Maybe, maybe we'll see you. Maybe she'll show up to your house today and she'll be like, "Hey, Bron, we're gonna see each other this weekend." <laughs> and she's your new best friend. It's gonna be the best. Oh it's my God! I'm best. gonna start a podcast with her. It's gonna be yeah, called gonna Great be so Sheilas. Cool. <laughs> Better Sheilas. <laughs> and she's gonna do a fun fact. She'll be so cool about it. She's <laughs> like, like, "Of course, I'll do a fun fact." Yeah, but rather easy. than me, where I'm like, "I don't want to." You do it. <laughs> <laughs> Fact about Claire, she hates fun facts. (laughs) She's a coward. Welcome to Good Chill as a podcast that will turn your stomach and warm your heart as we reflect on what makes us all tick. I am Bron, a comedian. And I'm Claire, a human rights lawyer. And we're longtime friends, short-time mums and lifetime dickheads. Each episode we tackle something in the media as well as something in life that has kicked us in the guts. So strap yourselves in, mongrels, and get ready for Good Chillers. Wow, that is maybe the funnest open we've ever done. Funnest. I don't know if anyone else had a good time. So fun. But I didn't. This is... <laughs> Fun fact, Claire's the worst. Um, I I think this is this. We're doing two episodes in a row. We are. Today. This is number two. We're trying to hype ourselves up. Woo but, woo. but I feel hyped up. That's great. Do you? Yeah. Stop doing the movement. Claire's pretending she's doing push-ups in the air. I'm dancing in a rave. Oh, okay. That's your dancing. <laughs> <laughs> if I was at a rave, I'd be terrified. I'd be like, why is a woman trying to punch everyone? Oh, oh they do that at raves, ever though. Been to a, I don't think I've ever been to a rave. Have you ever seen any of the clips of those da- people who dance, like they they just swing their arms around and kick and stuff and then they all go into a mosh pit? A and mosh pit. I used to go to gigs like that. Yeah, is that. But is that a mosh pit, the one where they're like swing their arms That's and kicking? That's kind of like What's a hardcore mosh pit. Like, because people get so belted. I went to a festival over summer, which was really, really fun. Um, where it was like lots of punk bands that I used to listen to when I was a teenager and Tism played, which was fucking amazing. And there was a bunch of mosh pits in there where people were just like bouncing around and like yes. wobbling their arms and legs about, which was fun. But Did like, everyone have blood noses at the end? No, because everyone was old. <laughs> Everyone's in their late 30s and left their kids at home. <laughs> exactly. They're just like gently moving. Gently <laughs> swinging their arms. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that is wild. Yeah, but I remember it was a real thing like when we went to gigs at the Woden Youth Centre. 
shout out to being 15. <laughs> Everyone with all the boys would be really, I remember trying so hard to be like really serious face and like being so aware of how I was like bobbing my head. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got this. I remember that, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I had such dark hair and I used to wear like ripped stockings and like T-shirts that I've written all over. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Do you remember that? Yeah, you had ma- mahogany hair. Mahogany. Really like the desk. deep, deep purpley red. That's right, I did. You, you did. wear so much eyeliner. So much. Eyeliner doesn't suit me. It never has. No. If you, <laughs> if you brought it back, I'd be like. And I had such bad cool. teeth then. I hadn't had braces yet. Mm, so I had just snaggle teeth. so many teeth everywhere. You were very adorable. Oh, and I used to wear op shop clothes that I wouldn't wash. So I'd always smell musty. <laughs> Look, there's a number of issues here. <laughs> Fun fact about Claire. She's had a hard life. There's a number of issues here. I don't know we where all to used start. To, we all used to meet at the Woden McDonald's before the gigs and there were all these boys that I loved and I'd just be like sitting there like like I'd spend ages trying One to look alternative. One fish, please. <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> Liam, Lee, oh, Liam, he was he was the lead singer of a band called Drizzle and I thought he was the coolest boy in the world. Yeah, Liam was a cool name back then. It was a I cool name I mean, it's name still cool. Then. Yeah, one of my then... best names is Liam. Shout out to Liam. Different Liam, but... Not as cool, Liam. Not, no, There's no, no drizzle in sorry, your life, is not there, drizzle, Liam? just dribble, yuck. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> We're old. Yeah. Um, oh, big reminiscing, but, yeah, God, those days, um, just the whole week, my whole week, my all of my mental energy yeah. went to that Friday night at Woden Youth Centre, what I was going to wear. It sounds like, is there a, was it Christian? No, 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 it wasn't Christian. It was just like the local punk and alternative kids and all their bands. And so who ran it? Just like youth workers? Yeah, I think so. And was it like for just kids who had nothing to do? Pretty much. Yeah, okay, that sounds nice. Yeah, it was really nice. Also, what a horrible job to run that. <laughs> Your <know>. Friday afternoon, <laughs> late afternoon as an adult, hanging out with stinky teenagers. <laughs> You're like, she smells like op shop and fillet of fish. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Just a trail. Lane. Shout out to everybody who was there back in the day. Just a trail of eyeliner behind you, <laughs> like a slug. <laughs> Definitely had a mild glow up. Mild, mild, mild. We, everyone has. It's been a beautiful time to it be is. alive. Today we are going to talk. We've got a theme today. We do. We do. Uh, oh, I got a new tattoo. Have I shown you? No, but it's, you know that podcasts aren't a visual platform. <laughs> <laughs> I got a new tattoo. Uh, I think you did tell, show me, did I? I don't know. They're all blending into the same exactly. stole tramp stamp, Every Claire. Time. <laughs> <laughs> um, when are you going to get this one lasered off? Spicy. <laughs> Claire has had 900 tattoos and 895 of them have been lasered off. Four have been laced. I was going to say two, but that's a lie. Four have been laced mm-hmm. off. How the ones on your wrists? You gave up. You, so I, I just think... gave up. So I had. I used to have um, a Latin phrase tattooed on the back of my neck, which I got lasered off because a 
I wouldn't get a job. And B, it didn't say what I thought I it said. I cannot believe we've not <laughs> talked about this before. I This is one of my favourite Claire stories. Oh Can I tell God. the story? Yeah, Fun sure. fact about Claire. <laughs> <laughs> when she was, uh, were you 19? Which was uh, 19? Yeah, I would have been 18. Um, she went to the the uh, tattoo parlour. I and was the, studying philosophy. Yeah, and Russian. And she went and she wanted to get the phrase in Latin, uh, inner strength inner on the, strength. the back of her neck. Yeah. Because that's where she needs to see it. And <laughs> she went to the tattoo place with the phrase. He didn't look it up, she didn't look it up. And they tattooed on the back of her neck uh, what she thought in Latin said inner strength. And then she worked at a cafe and a guy who was studying Latin. Claire, don't interrupt my story with facts. Let me get through don't this. Don't interrupt my lived experience. <laughs> this is my story. And a guy she said she worked with said, Do you do you know what that says? And Claire said, Yes, it means inner strength. And he said, That doesn't mean inner strength. It means deep inside me. <laughs> Claire's got the tattoo deep inside me on the back of her neck. Isn't that the best story? I feel like we can finish the podcast Wait, it's now because for the whole because it's thing. so good. Cool. I can't yeah. believe we have brought we that up. Talk, we've, I've it's had so bad, bad decisions. I got that lasered off. I used to have an ex-boyfriend's name tattooed on my yeah, wrist, and it was a very delicate it name. It was very delicate. Not gonna say it, but, but it is a very. It was if you think about one of the most. The least nice names. It's kind of in the same same ballpark as Brett. Yeah. Getting like or Craig. Craig. Claire's <laughs> basically got Craig tattooed on her wrist. But I you got fixed that laser. That. Yeah, I got that laser. And then I something tattooed over it. Yeah. yeah. But then you and gave then I up got on... that lasered off too. Yeah, then you got those lasered off. But you didn't even. Like you I, stopped halfway. Look, I like yeah. those ones. Yeah, fine. Who cares? And you were like, I'm not. You were, I remember the, your reason behind getting them lasered off. I was like, I like those tattoos. They were like lovely purple, I mean, lovely blue flowers on each wrist. I thought they were very nice. Okay. And you know I'd say if they weren't nice. You would. You'd I'd say, me. what would Craig say? <laughs> Craig would say, where'd my name go? <laughs> But, uh, but you were like, no, no, I need to get them taken off because people in my profession won't take me seriously as a lawyer if I've covered in tattoos. It's true. And then since then you've got about nine more tattoos. It's um, true. As, some on your CEO. fingers. <laughs> and you're a CEO. See, Claire, old Claire knows nothing. No, but still, like I can cover all of them up. I wear a ring on this finger. These are inside my fingers. And Deep then, inside you? And then the rest of them are kind of above my elbow, so you can't mm-hmm. really see them. Mm-hmm. Just all crammed above <laughs> one elbow. 900 touches. Well, it's, 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 um, I just, I just really like them. Yeah, great. They're yeah, beautiful. They suit you. They do. Stop lasering I them off. I don't know if that's a compliment. Commit. My partner will often say, I'll buy something or, or, or I'll like bring something home and I'll be like, do you like it? And he's like, it's really you. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's not an a insult. compliment at all. <laughs> Let me tell you. Ooh. Like when someone says it suits you, like, oh, yeah. that's not a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's not a good thing. When I had a perm, no one said it suits you, I which was really a compliment. I really liked it. No, you have to say that because you made me get it. I didn't make you, you get it. You made me it. get it. Oh, my God. I sent you a picture of Julia Roberts and you didn't get that. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> 
I just went in and she said, do you want this or this? And I was like, I don't know. What do you think? She was like, like this. And I went, yeah, great. And she got it done. And then I would spend $250 or something. It smelled like farts, the whole perming experience. And then afterwards it looked so bad for ages. It was very cool though. It was super cool. It was cool, but also my hair, you could hear my hair. You could hear it. That's right. It's such a dry. Yeah, don't get a perm. If you're like, maybe don't, especially if you have dyed hair. No. I mean, I've, we've talked about some excellent past experiences of yours, my favourite, Deep Inside You. <laughs> and then um, we've also given out a very important public announcement, which, which is, is don't get don't, a perm. Don't get a perm. Get is tattoos there, instead. Cause, <laughs> and all of these things, like these things, they relate not one not iota. Not at all to what we're not talking about. I don't even know otter. how we got here. I don't know. Well, it was yeah, excellent tattoos, Claire, and I will be bringing those up for the rest of your life. Um, it is because um, they may not be permanent. You might get them <laughs> lasered off, but they're permanent for me. This one, I have to say, a very, very, very dear new friend one. of mine died, and oh, very I haven't recently. Seen it then. And, okay. um, and she, I loved her so dearly. Yeah. She was like a sister to me, and um, and she. Uh, early in our friendship, she bought, bought me a book of Mary Oliver poems and her favourite poem was Wild Geese. And on it was actually in her, her, um, her celebration of life was last week, which was a beautiful and very, very gut-wrenching day. You came along to mm-hmm. the smoking ceremony. It was, mm-hmm. it, was, it was amazing and gutting, gutting to, yeah, oh, I can't talk about it, but... Um, uh, there was a painting that I really love and um, it's a it's a mother goose feeding Aww. her baby geese and, yeah, and it just meant so much to me and Lou and so I got got this. Um, well, maybe you could take a photo and put it on the Instagram. I want to see it. Yeah. It sounds lovely, Have mate. Oh, I, I, I love it. Yeah. I really yeah. love that. It's beautiful. You've done a great job. Well done. Don't Thank get you. it lasered off. I won't. I can't. Never. You can't. I can't. Because you can't see it I anyway. It's, exactly. the back of your it's arm. on the back of my arm. But except to the back of your neck. I mean, you That's managed. Deep to, <laughs> I missed that one. Oh. Okay, so you we've, got a the, we've got a theme today, and it is about female competitiveness. And I say female, the reason why I've gendered it, Claire. Is because uh, Mamma Mia, I've uh, we have taken umbrage with a lot of Mamma Mia's uh, um, posts or articles because a lot of them are very salacious. And when yeah. the one that I'm going to bring up is one that you sent me yesterday, and I, re- I reacted uh, very strongly to it. I called. Uh, I was calling the lady a moron, but it sounded like I was calling you a moron. Uh, <laughs> he sent and me a text. He's like, God, what? You're a moron. Yeah. And, and Why do like, you think oh, it was about what? you? <laughs> <laughs> you're a moron. It's like, oh, you don't mean me. You mean yeah. the lady. So I was like, well, I was like, no one's talking about you, you moron or something. <laughs> and, yeah, and then and there was silence from you. And I was like, oh, I've got to. I actually read. Both of the texts at once. Oh, I okay, didn't. Right. I didn't take umbrage to the first one at all. I was playing playing Rummy Cub. Well, if you could, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's a really could, fun game. If you could just please take umbrage to something, okay. Claire. Great. And then and look, so the, the deep inside me. Well, Mamma Mia posts yesterday was an article about a woman. Uh, it was an, I guess it was an opinion piece where she had said. I am sick of the other mothers hating that I look fancy at the school pickup or whatever. So mm. it was a lady who just took a lot of effort. She put a lot of effort into her clothes. She wore like fancy high heels and fancy suits and she wore lots of makeup and she did her hair fine. 
Who cares? Who cares? Oh, but she was like, I'm want. sick of everyone hating how and much effort I put in. Me. And the whole thing was My like God. no one had ever said anything to her. She's just like, I. Tr- it was just, just assumed. contrived kind of outrage. It yeah. was just like an article about let's feel angry and divisive about other women in an environment where no one gives a shit. Nah. No one. Look, it is a school gate. Show up. No one wants to be there. No, no, we don't like our kids. God, I've got better things to do. Yuck. Um, But, like, it's just it was the most kind of deliberately outrage-inducing article where half of the mum's going to be like, yeah, I should be able to wear what I want and I'm sick of other mums looking down at me because I look great at the school gate. And the other half of mum's being like, well, I just I want to be able to be safe to wear whatever I want and sometimes I'm really busy and I've got a sloppy bun and I want to be safe to wear what I wear. And then you're just deliberately making women angry at each other. They're all saying the same thing. That doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter. And they're all saying the exact same thing is I'm allowed to wear what I want. Yeah. And then other mothers going, yeah, but you make me feel bad. Yeah. It's like why? But you make yourself feel the bad. The whole article is about making us feel bad. Yeah. It's nothing, there's nothing real here. And Mamma Mia, stop doing that. Half of your shit is these outrage-inducing articles which are actually about nothing, which are actually about pitting women against each other. Yeah. It is so 90s. What I think Mamma Mia has done very well is a lot of things. Um, she's made a lot of money. Oh, yes. She's uh, great. made well done. So money. much. But one of the reasons she's made a lot of money is because she knows how to hit a nerve. Yes. And, uh, but she's never she's never the person at the forefront of things. No. So she's always putting someone else, she's some sacrificial lamb that will go with a fancy high heels and will say, I'm sick of people caring that I wear Dunging fancy clothes. Judging me at the school gate. She's like, oh, no, no one, cares. one cares. But she has, uh, so there's a, an influencer called uh, Sophie Keisha. And so oh, yes. uh, Mamma Mia has been very clever and she has uh, included. So Sophie Keisha, she used to be called the Young Mummy yes. and she has hundreds of thousands of followers. She um, uh, went through, she had, was in a, a marriage, she had two kids and then she uh, left that marriage and uh, started dating women. And a lot of people have followed Sophie Keisha on this journey Um and a lot of people feel like they're entitled to have an opinion on yeah. everything that's happened in her life because she has made it so publicly for, like, the last 10 years. Whatever, who cares, let's keep going. Mamma Mia has seen that she how many followers she's got and she's given Sophie a podcast and she's given her a number of, uh, I, I, I guess, like Sophie's written a lot of articles about what it's like to be a lesbian. Yeah. Uh, lots of it are very rude. Uh, yeah, lots of it are very, like, when I say rude, lots, very sexual, lots of clickbait. Yeah. Lots of people are very excited to read about this lady's sex life. And underneath, if you ever look at any of the things about Sophie Keisha, if you look underneath, the comments are always so nasty. They're That's like, so who is this woman? Why I'm, are we giving her a platform? She is so boring. She's a bad mum. She's this and she's filthy. I don't know why are we doing this. And the comments are never deleted and the comments are, I, I, like, the comments are forever going to go on and one of the reasons is, like, she's allowing these comments to happen because more people it's are going to visit bait. it. It's all clickbait. I mean, they do do some decent content here and there about kind of family violence and yeah, kind of very white women, gender equality, like a very timid second wave feminism stuff. Um but I just I, I feel I f- I'm just so bored of this this 
narrative. It's just it's just a waste of our brains. Mm. Like stop making everyday interactions competitive. Stop pitting women against one another. Stop making us so fixated on how we look. I mean, Mamma Mia is perpetuating it. You look at their you look at their Instagram page and it's this kind of clatter of celebrity gossip. Here are six face ships. Here are the contouring rules you need to know. Um, face ships. Face ships, exactly. They're boats with faces. <laughs> so that's interesting. Let's that's talk about that. Um, it's talking about, you know, it, it's 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 just it's so meaningless. It is. And it's imperfect and it's great that it's yeah, there. Yeah, I mean it's Fine. great. Yeah, whatever. But I think the issue that we have is that it, it does, it, it often perpetuates this uh, this idea that we are entitled to comment on someone else's what life Yeah, and she's given us basically a platform to do it and often anonymously. There will be people who will throw out a nasty comment, like trolls uh, in full force on, in, in Mamma Mia and I, I, it, it it kind of feels like they don't do nothing about that. Yeah, they don't. Well, because it's part of their platform, it's part of their brand, and it gets people yeah. to engage. And yeah. we're very, very good at getting angry at one another on the internet. Yes, and it's very, very good at kind of creating. We're we're, we're people. We love we love little tribes. We love ideas that we are a group that is against another group. It's mm. just a really, it's a really ugly base instinct. What did you call me? <laughs> I'm sitting right here. Claire, stop competing against me. We're not in a competition. But yes. I also remember, like, I, we've had moments like that at school gate when, like, oh, we, like, you know, you always notice when someone looks lovely. Or, yeah. And you always feel a little bit ashamed when you don't. Yeah. Like, and it's, and that it even matters is, is just silly. It's mm. silly. It's pointless. Yeah. Stop it, Mamma Mia. Just stop it. Stop it. My, our kids just went on camp and um, they did this thing where they still do it, which is weird. They divide the gen, uh, they divide, the bo- little boys go in one part and little girls go in one part of the, and they, in little dorms or whatever. And they, my kid came back <laughs> so disheveled because little girls, uh, and it sounds very gentle, but little girls were quite they can be quite nasty they can the be little really boys mean. did they just like got nude and swung their little willies around and they laughed silly, and yeah and things. again not all of them but a lot of them there was this like pack mentality in the girls it just became like it became a little bit like mean and nasty and they were talking about they like I, my kid especially came home just be, so confused about who she's supposed to be right now as a nine-year-old and I just think that if they had like perhaps just let them be boys and girls all together and who cares probably why are you separating what are you do well it's it that's that's really interesting I'm like so Stevie came home with a whole new narrative around how the way she looks. She was telling yeah. me that she didn't like bits of her face and didn't like her ears and it's oh. the first time I've ever heard her kind of do that really female thing about dissecting their body. And it's funny, it's it's so ingrained in me that I can go from kind of toe to the top of my head and tell you exactly what I don't like about every bit of me. All right, I go. Be, it would take, it would <laughs> no, take I an don't. hour. I don't, like, that would be sad. It would be really sad because I've just learned that yeah. all these bits of me, like um, we were talking the other day that um, that over lockdown I became really aware of what, what are called marionette lines. They're lines between my nose and my mouth that I just naturally have because, you know, they're just smile it's lines basically. Face. It's my face. And I became really, really fixated on them. I'd never even noticed them on my face before. I've never noticed your read... marionette lines. <laughs> 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 
if that means anything. I was like anything. looking at them on FaceTime and Zoom and now I see them every time I look yeah. in the mirror. I've looked at like treatments you can get to get rid of them. Mm. Turns out the only way you can properly is a half facelift. Horrible. Sounds and cheap. I'm, yeah. And, and then recently I read an article um, where this woman about ageing when this woman mentioned neck creases and for the first time I looked at my neck and I was like oh my god I've never even seen them before I'd never even registered them and now I'm like oh that's a thing I will now never stop thinking about because that's the way and I saw the beginning of that for Stevie I saw the Mm. beginning of that head-to-toe analysis where you're like I don't like that I don't like that like I've got rough heels and I've got blotchy skin on my calves and I've got weird knees that look like babies' faces. Oh, you're doing it. You're actually listing all your things I'm now. I'm just giving I, you an example. No. <laughs> she's off. And she's off. And it's, it's, it was really gutting to see that begin. But the separate, the separate point I wanted to make, oh, it's gone. Damn it. Well, we, well women are bringing this up. Men aren't bringing this no, up. No, they're just allowed this. to. Men like aren't bringing up your necklines. No, we're bringing nothing when they're the right way. We are. Cultivating and, and, it. And I do think that we have um, this idea that we're helping each other and uh, sometimes <laughs> we are absolutely not Yeah, we're all. not. I had, a, I had a thing the other day where I was hanging out with a teammate and um, I noticed that she had a really long Hair. Dark hair going the mole on it. And I had this, I was about to tell her, I was like, fuck, why would I do that? Why would I tell her? Why would I make her feel so conscious? And I was like, if it was me, I wanted to know. I had this whole internal kind of crisis about it and I didn't end up telling her. And now I'm like, did I do the right thing? Should I have? Like, because no. you're creating another thing, right? Another yeah. thing that, that someone's going to be like, oh, no, oh, God, I've got a, I've got something wrong with me. Yeah. And what if she really liked that hair? Like, I have. She might have really liked favorite. it. That's but Gary. <laughs> leave him on it. What should I get rid of, Gary? Is that you mean? Yeah, I think you just leave those. Th- I mean, you're like I will give you permission to tell me about any hairs. I will out tell of my you. Chin. I know. I know that you'd want to know. I just. Yeah. I know that. I know that you would want to know. But I didn't know if she'd want to know. You don't know. I don't know. So you just leave it. I just left it. And it's a beautiful thing. It is. Because we're, you don't we're yeah, Gary. We're, yeah, exactly. Gary. I mean, <laughs> and also don't point out what has the creases in their neck. I what know. a weird thing to point I out. No, of oh, it. It's it, all the. It's just this proliferation of insecurities and seeing it grow is really, and it is competitive because she was sitting there with a bunch of little girls and they were comparing themselves. Mm. I mean, like that, like they, they talked about who had the nicest skin, who had the best eyes, who had the best fashion. These are nine-year-olds. I, I know, hate this. I know. Stevie's not even nine. She's still eight. Yuck. Oh, it's gutting. It's gutting. But this is what we do. So as, yeah. It's everything is, everything is a point of comparison all of the time uh, and we, but is so comparison is one thing but a competitive nature is another i some people are just born competitive yeah. and other people's learn people learn it fine 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 but and it, sometimes it works out like sometimes it's really nice to have a little bit of competitive nature about you it gives you a little bit of like, a, a bit of them a bit of zest in your step yep but it doesn't always actually, it actually can be really debilitating. It can be really debilitating. Com- you are competitive. I'm a bit competitive. I probably am le- less competitive now, now that I'm in like an industry where it is so competitive that, but people, that's how people see it. So I've just decided that I don't see it as being competitive mm. because I feel like there is enough room in, uh, especially in comedy for more female voices. Um, maybe the industry doesn't see that yet, but I reckon it will. So I, but I work alongside some people who are very viscerally competitive 
and I think that looks exhausting mm. for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the other day someone had, uh, I said to someone, oh, I've, I've got this opportunity uh, and I they they brought it up first and I said, oh, yeah, that opportunity has been offered to me and uh, they had a, like a very obvious like uh, shocked reaction to this, like, oh, you get it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that this is because I've been given this opportunity or potentially given this opportunity, I'm being very vague because it's not solidified yet, but the um, other person saw that as like an attack on their career. Oh, dear. And I was like, oh, yeah, but I would... I'm grateful that I wouldn't have had that for them. Like that reaction wouldn't have been mine. But it's, I guess that is because I've come into this, I've come in (laughs) old. Like I'm 36 and they're younger than me and they still would see this as, you know, I guess this is like the biggest thing in their life and it is not, comedy is not the biggest thing in my life. It does sometimes feel like that but it is not because I'm 36, I've got three kids, um, uh, I can't. It can't be the most important thing in yeah, my life. Yeah. But for some people, comedy it is the most important thing in their life. But it's also, I, I feel like you know, with anything, you're talking about limited opportunity, and there's only so many places for you know most things, and so there's natural competition. I mean, like whether you know whether you know you like it or not in any profession, there's only so many paid gigs. There's only yeah. so many spots on telly and radio. There are only so many opportunities at, to, to make a living. And it is you against other people. It's just an inherently competitive industry. And that's, I, I guess, it's, it's good for you to have a level of acceptance and celebration of just the opportunity or else you'd find yourself going quite crazy. Oh, it'd be horrible. It yeah. would be horrible. When is a time in your life where you have felt competitive? Oh, I get competitive about dumb shit. Like board games, I'm super competitive. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, uh, yeah, I think I don't play board games against you for that reason. Oh yes, like I, I don't think I'm competitive about much anymore because I've kind of seen. I, I don't know, like, because I'm very much at you know a career high, and so the competitiveness I got you know coming out of uni and and feeling Were like you, I had to what did you sorry what did you do at uni is it Latin no, sorry, <laughs> Latin Russian 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 <laughs> and philosophy yes great that was my undergrad and I failed every single unit in my first year I just was just smoking what? bombs every single one <laughs> so good but then you know like uh, after coming out of school like being hyper aware of what everyone was doing and like checking their link in yeah. and now I'm just like not only does it not matter at all because I because you won <laughs> I will so it doesn't matter <laughs> guys let go <laughs> no 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 well, I mean it's not really you know like it's a it's a it's a I'm very privileged to have my job but it's a brutal job um in, in terms of the subject matter but like I I feel I, I don't feel very competitive in a lot of ways but I feel them in weird ways like when I was living the last place I lived in was this odd little concrete tiny box which was quite depressing it was a really depressing home and I I rented it at a time where I just couldn't afford much more and I felt really I don't know if it was competitiveness or shame like going into other parents houses for play dates and stuff after lockdown lifted and seeing their lovely open homes with natural light and like green and then going home to my little hovel and I felt I felt 
ashamed and and I guess shame is the opposite of competition and now I've been able still renting but now you know I I rent a big lovely sunny house with my partner and it's gorgeous and now I feel on par it's not competitive I just feel like I I'm 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 in the world I'm I'm exactly and I don't feel ashamed anymore of where I live I feel like we're the same which is also gross because it's about wealth and and prosperity it's pretty gross I feel I feel guilty actually talking about it then I I now feel proud of my home but surely everyone feels that like surely everyone feels no but it's It's yucky no well that's the I mean like I guess there is there's something different between comparison and competition you don't you're not competing on who's got the best one it's like I don't want to be have the worst one it's not yeah. like I don't want to win I just don't want to be I just, just want to be a loser I just want to come last I want to be the last one yeah but you would be mortified if you had if, if someone felt like that when they came into your house yeah I'd be horrible yeah. and that's that's what's wrong with it I suppose like it is about this is the standard we set yeah. and I finally met the standard oh <laughs> la-di-da nice. look at me it's gross yeah I don't. I, do you know uh, you are very competitive, and I'm. We used to go to CrossFit together, oh, that's and I right. really, really did not enjoy going to CrossFit but you were with you. So really, we went yeah. together every day. Because I. And but you, you were very competitive. Beat me. But you were always watching me. <laughs> you were always like, it's like. Like oh, and I just felt like I was like oh gosh, is I was like okay, I'm gonna have to. I found it really motivating. Oh, I was I found it stressful. Oh no, because you're so competitive. I was like, well, I can't, I can't let her win because she it's so important to her. So I'm just gonna have to smash you her. You smash me everything. Not everything. I don't think there was. I can't think of a single thing. But where, I used where to go I a lot. You. But there was. But then I would go way more than you, and then you would come, and then you would come along to a class, and then you'd be competitive with me. And I was like, well, how are you? How how do you want to beat me, Claire? Of course, I'm going to smash you. <laughs> yeah, every day. You used to go twice, day and sometimes night. twice a day. Yeah. I remember that. That is called a very unhealthy relationship with exercise. That's competitiveness. No, that was mental health breaking down. <laughs> That's not competitive. You used to go to a five a.m. class and then you go to a like a weightlifting an yeah. hour and a half weightlifting class in that evening. Well, yeah, and then was, go back to five a.m. the next day. Yeah, I loved it God, so much. You did love it, but that so was much. nothing about being competitive because I was there was no way I was ever going to get to like uh um to compete professionally but do you think a little bit of it was being competitive with your body because you had two no, little babies and it you was were just so well, i guess we're getting very vague with what how we're looking at com- competition it was just it, it was and I we're just having com- a chat at this point yeah we're just using the word to keep it in theme <laughs> <laughs> it is how competitive I, of us was, <laughs> <laughs> no it was mostly because i just had um uh I could see no progress in my actual life because I always felt like I was failing as a mother. Uh, and, but I could, if I just went to CrossFit lots, I could see progress there. In my body, in my strength. Yeah. yeah I was like, I have control sense. over this. I don't have control over anything else in my life. Yeah. So let's have a controlling makes moment sense. here. That makes so much have sense. Have I not talked about that on the podcast before? You have, but I haven't, I have, we haven't really put it in this frame, I think, like oh. in terms of competition and because it looks like it from the outside, right? It looks like you're 
competing to be, you know, super strong and super yeah. fit and, you know, and and again, going back to that thing, women versus women, like there's that idea that you have two little kids and, you know, you had a bikini body like in the kind of the very awful kind of normative sense of the word. You could wear a bikini and look like you'd just come out of a fitness mm. magazine. Like and, and there's a, again, going back to Mamma Mia's accountability, and pitting women against each other, the moment, you know, it's another woman, you see a woman like that, you feel, you feel like, yeah. oh, like, again, competition versus comparison, you automatically go, oh, I've got kids and I don't look like that. Yeah. And then you feel, yeah. Well, there's that lady, I can't, it was a fitness a fitness influencer who just had a baby and released a, a picture of herself looking so oh, rich. Tammy Hebrew. Yeah. yeah. She's got a six-pack back already. It was like, I don't know, like a week or but something after she, baby. Like, she's a fitness influencer. Yeah. Of course but she But people does. are upset about it. They're like, how dare you like do this? But it's like, well, that's again, her that's body. Who cares? Boring. Who it's cares? Like, like go back to 2012 with those boring conversations. But they had people like, I thought we were past this. Stop shaming us with this. It's but like, it's but not if even you... shame. You are doing that. Like if you yeah. see that and you're like, oh, I'm having a reaction. It's about you. Like she looks like that it's her job to be a fitness influencer it's also probably a little bit genetic it's just her body so what sorry making it important sorry i look like tammy (laughs) sorry i kids keep stop looking like looping back to the beginning of the conversation about like mamma mia and media accountability like you are when you are kind of whisking the pot and when you are trying to create you know tension and competition and discomfort in spaces where there aren't you're and we've talked about this before we have very very limited time and energy and resources on this earth right and when we are fixated on our physical selves or how we compare to others or how we look in a particular environment we are taking away the energy to focus on things that could be more impactful, that could be more important. Mm. And there is so much in the world to be interested in and engaged in and care about. And if you're funneling the little energy and time and mental capacity you have into something redundant as what everyone is wearing at the school drop-off, you are wasting, you are wasting that incredible capacity. And this is if you think about what it benefits, right? And this is what makes me so angry about Mamma Mia. You're benefiting a system that wants women to not be engaged in important things and social issues and justice and equality and accountability because they're distracted by petty, silly things that they have no control over, like their physical appearance or limited control over. And you're telling them fixate on that and look away from the big important shit. And when so many of these things, you know, competition with one another, you know, dislike for our aesthetic selves are targeted toward women and not men, when you feed that, when you feed that terrible storm, you are part of the problem that is really underpinning gender inequality in our mm. community. So I think that Mamma Mia is accountable and it makes me angry. But they're too far into it to change it and they won't change it. They won't because they're there making shitloads of money. Yeah, so much money. But they do have, but also, the everyone who goes, anyone who reads that, that article about the school gate mum. And we did. And we got to agree. I didn't read it. I just looked at it and I, I replied to you and called you a moron. <laughs> do you remember that? I do. But I, in that. It. 
anyone who reads that is going to go, well, how, they just reflect on their own. So what do I wear at the school gate? Yeah. Or what do I, what do other people wear? And is does she feel attacked? And yeah. it, become, it creates this in this a whole world of problems that perhaps weren't even yeah. there for a lot of people before this, that she brought it up. If you want to wear high, high heels to school. Who cares? If you want to wear a <laughs> tattoo that says deep inside me. You can, <sighs> but please know that you will be ridiculed. You will. We will compete with you. You can't laser off high heels. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, Mum. Me here talking about physics. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I miss that tattoo. Oh, it was so bad. No, it was so good. It was so good. How many of you had lasered off now? One, two, three, four. Three, four. Just four. Just four. Just four. Just four. Still. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Five. 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 Yeah. I've got I've got one. No, six. Oh shit. Six. Why are we oh six? Six. six. You're right. A giant one. <laughs> I six. was like, yeah, I got my maybe, lots of twenties. Maybe you got the, the uh, on your on, yeah. your on your bicep, you yeah. got the um, gigantic uh, one. Did a huge one and then and it was supposed to be like and it was I, I did not think it was a bad one at all, but someone said to you, Is that a backpack? <laughs> They thought that you were a traveller and you're like, no, it's art. And they were like, like, you're like, oh, it looks like a backpack. And then like you got it lasered oh off. No. I was like, they're like, you must really love travelling. <laughs> I really love backpacks. Yeah. <laughs> and the other arm has just a, a huge hostel on it. Exactly. You know me. <laughs> All right. That is the end of the podcast. Let's the wrap end. it up. All right. Thanks so much for listening. We've Thank been you good so much. Stop comparing yourselves to other people. The only person who's competitive is Claire. Goodbye. <laughs>